Hello, this is Darren Pulsifer, Chief Solution Architect of Public Sector at Intel. And welcome to Embracing Digital Transformation, where we investigate effective change leveraging people, process, and technology. On today's episode, Use Cases in Confidential Computing, with special guest host Dr. Anna Scott interviewing Abet Akarapi and Jesse Schrader. Um, so, Abet, you had mentioned in your in your intro that you have also been working with artificial intelligence. Um, and so I was hoping you could kind of provide some more information to say, you know, how does confidential computing actually work in the the world of artificial intelligence, especially with how you do those, you know, how you do your model developments, how you do your deployment of those. Is there is there a role there? And can you walk us through the relevance there? Yeah. So, uh, you know, everyone's really talking about artificial intelligence. But everyone. Know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So as we know, you know, like your models are going to be as good as your training, as good as your data. Right. So how diversified you have your data, how much of it you're doing your training and uh, how big is it? Right. Because then you have like the whole diversity in it. So with confidential computing, you're you're able to protect your AI models and that confidential data that you're going to be working that mm, you know, of course enabling you to provide better training models and be able to give you a more diverse data and be able to collaborate uh, with with other um, experts or you know other even within your own um, enterprise to enable more use cases because. If you are kind of on your silo and you have just one kind of model and one kind of you know data, you're gonna keep getting the same kind of training models. You're gonna keep getting kind of the same um, trainings. But when you expand that and you're able to collaborate with others, you're you're getting bigger models now. You, and, but you can protect them. You don't have to be able to. Uh, you don't have to be able to expose everything. You can protect your data and be able to. Uh, also protect your, your A models, which can be very proprietary, right? Uh, so you're enabling mm -hmm. also the developers to be able to collaborate. You're enabling the industry to be able to get better models. And you're enabling to actually get a lot more fine-tuned training models to know, you know what those results are in analysis to make better decisions. So what that sounds like, too, is that for these trusted execution environments that are fundamental to confidential compute, they're pretty big, right? Because if you can deal with data sets that, uh, or the large type of data files that you need for training models, that's that's totally possible, right? There's not some size restriction that says this is only good if you're like this, you know, if you're you know, really small data or single image type stuff. You can get you can get pretty advanced here. It sounds like they're pretty pretty large sizes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, Intel SGX, which has that very granular level of control that's targeted towards mm -hmm. just a single application, can handle uh, memory spaces all the way up to a terabyte. And then wow. Intel wow. TDX, which does the isolation at the VM level, has has no limit other than just the size of the instance that you provision it. So uh, yes, we can definitely we we see full database in memory databases running inside oh, well. enclaves and, and things like that. So that is really good news then. Yeah, fantastic. So so we've talked uh, we've talked about how amazing this technology is. So can you give us some more details? And I think Jesse, if you'll start this one off but a bit if you can if there's anything to, to build on this is how do our how do folks actually use this, right? What are the best options? And you Jesse, you already shared with us, look, this stuff is available today. The technology is absolutely in market. Um, so how how would somebody go about saying I 
I'm, I want this feature. I want to use it. How do I buy it today? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, a huge market has um, uh, arisen uh, in, in this space. I, I got started on this way back in 2017, and it felt like I was a lone voice in the wilderness, you know, talking about <laughs> confidential computing. And that's just not the case anymore. And and in the early days, um, it, it, it took quite a bit of effort if you wanted to leverage confidential computing. And people were doing it, but they were, they were advanced projects. Uh, I remember the famous indictment of somebody saying, you have to have a PhD to use. I remember uh, that too. <laughs> and and that, that one stung a little bit, but, but there was some to it back in the day and uh you know but but fast forward to where we are today and you know um, the big hyperscalers like azure and gcp and ibm and alibaba they've all got confidential computing uh solutions in the market today um uh we've got you know you can go to azure's marketplace provision an sgx instance um and have it up and running with a native tensorflow uh you know workload in kubernetes within an hour uh you don't have to know sgx you don't have to write any sgx code and boom you can be running in an hour and um you know you can also go to pretty much all of the major uh oems that you're used to working with to get servers for on-prem and they're going to have sgx uh, or boxes that can be provisioned with sgx because it exists on on all of our server uh, uh cpus and, uh, you know, there's also a whole list of uh, global solutions integrators and uh, software vendors that are serving segments like, you know, financial services and healthcare and government um, and covering all those big usages like cloud migration, multi-party analytics, IP and key protection, all of those kinds of things, solutions in the market today. So it's a pretty rich ecosystem with a lot of opportunity now. And you don't necessarily have to be a confidential computing development expert in order to take advantage of it, because there's plenty of solutions that allow native workloads to be migrated, kind of the lift and shift model, or for, you know, new greenfield, um, um, you know, cloud, uh, you know, cloud first type solutions to uh, to leverage um, the, the integration in a very seamless fashion. So, uh, you know, one of the big call outs I'd make to people um, about how to get started in confidential computing is start putting the requirement in your RFPs. Right. Um, yeah, make your vendors bring the mm-hmm. solution. One of the things we've seen is that most people just flat out aren't aware that this capability exists. And as once they realize that exists and once they realize that, oh, this means I can manage my data in new ways and get, you know, kind of the advantages of, of cloud or of multi-party compute um, on my sensitive data. Now I want to find out how I can get it. And the reality is there's all these vendors out there already offering it, right? So put it in your RFPs and you'll get a vendor who will come forward and deliver it to you. And and that's a great way to get started. In there. And, uh, and Intel is happy to be part of that process. Yeah. No, that, that's great. Yeah. Also, uh, you know, being part of the, the team that kind of helped bring us to collaborate with Azure, it's awesome to be in this side too bring that awareness. So I hope that application security mm-hmm. professionals are jumping off their seats of excitement to know about this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really hope that they're like, whoa, you know, like I know what confidential things give me to, you know, what, what they do, they're in, they out. 
Uh, but yeah, like Jesse said, bring the awareness and, you know, if they have any question or they're just like, you know, I don't really know how this can fit into my strategy, reach out to us. We are more than happy to just talk about like, how is that going to be fitting into your overall goal and help you do that way. Again, the security necessity is incredible. Like if you look at how data is being used today and back to the stuff that you're covering a bit with respect to artificial intelligence, um, having a way to take advantage of all of the amazing capabilities that are on the cloud with respect to AI tools and do that in a way where you can trust your data and trust the model that's developed. That's just one example on top of the ones that Jesse had shared earlier where, man, it's super important to, to know that there's there are more secure options where you can really protect your your data while you're actually using it. Um, I did want to ask, like, so how do how do security software companies fit into this? It sounds like you really don't need a security ISV uh, to be able to take advantage of of confidential compute within uh, the cloud environments because there's cloud environments that can already provide this. But I am curious, like, especially when you get outside the cloud environment or even within the cloud environment. Can you enhance that by working with security software as well? I, I'm just not. I am not at all sure. So, yeah, I, th I think it's some of both. I mean, we we see many uh, end customers leveraging security software vendors just as a way mm -hmm. to get into the space. Because as with everything, things need integration. They need. Um, orchestration, you know, there, there's there's plenty of aspects, and so leveraging um, an SI like an Accenture or a um, you know Deloitte or Capgemini or or some of the software vendors that are out there that specialize in these arenas, mm -hmm. who maybe uh, focus in a certain area like healthcare AI, and so they can take healthcare mm -hmm. AI models and uh, provide and you know kind of integrate those with these added protections that are available. Um, uh, that, that certainly is happening. It's not required. Um, a lot of organizations are doing it on their own or going directly to the CSP and just getting a provisioned instance mm -hmm. uh, with, you know, kind of minimal um, overhead required. So there, there's mm -hmm. a, you know, kind of a mix depending on the level of um, granularity of protection that people are looking for um, that, that can vary. And then we're starting to see a lot of the kind of traditional security software vendors looking at confidential computing and not so much to offer some sort of instance or piece of software um, um, that they can offer confidential computing as like a container to their customer, but rather to start protecting their IP. You know, if they've got a listener that sits on the network that monitors network traffic, why not protect that inside of an enclave so it cannot be manipulated by a potential malware attack. Or, you know, we were bringing some third-party software into our environment for a security purpose. Why not protect that inside of an enclave so that it doesn't introduce um, an additional exposure into our environment? So we are seeing a lot of security software vendors um, starting to leverage confidential computing as a way to protect their IP and, uh, and their solution that, again, sits in somebody else's network. Right. Well, okay. And kind of on the side, the same vein, we talked, <clears throat> excuse me, we talked early on to say uh, confidential compute has a real strength with respect to how do you protect yourself from your admins, right? And how do you protect your data from folks that really should not, who should be in the system doing a specific function, but really should not have the keys to the kingdom type thing. Is there a connection also in terms of how confidential compute 
helps against ransomware and some of the other things that are very top of mind that uh, are causing people a lot of grief these days. Um, yeah, ransomware is a, you know, kind of a broad uh, uh, mm-hmm. type of, of, of attack that can have many different vectors and also many different actions in it. Um, I don't think any single um, technology is a panacea that just erases the the need. I think confidential computing is one of the things that can contribute to resistance against ransomware. One of the things that's common in ransomware is, you know, there's, there's some vector of attack, something where the, the person gets into the environment. And then typically through that vector of attack, they get to a place of, a, of an escalation of privileges. And once they have that, that allows them to do things like encrypt the data on the disk or move the data off to somewhere else, right? Allows them to do greater manipulations. So if your sensitive data or your critical data is protected inside of an enclave, one of the things that's often not talked about, we talk so much about confidentiality, the, the uh, you know prevention of the wrong person being able to read the data. But what also is included in confidential computing uh, is uh, the uh, prevention of anybody being able to modify or manipulate or change the data, uh, well, integrity yeah. of the data. And so that also has a big uh, implication um, or impact against ransomware, where, where often the kind of the end, re- end action of ransomware is manipulation or change or movement. Mm-hmm. And so those things are prevented through confidentiality as well. And then, Yvette, I'm kind of curious, like, what what are you most excited about, right? Because I, like, the world evolves every day. Security feels like it moves faster than even technology moves, and technology is, like, crazy fast, right? So how do you how do you see the world of confidential compute, computing changing, and what what are the cool stuff that you expect to see coming up in the in the near future? What excites me is when I tell customers about the technologies and the capabilities and how they're, like, I can really use this. This is something I've been looking mm-hmm. for. This is something that I can, you know, show me how to actually get it done. And uh, another part is uh, with the cloud and all the different tools. Now, you know, like not too long ago, even a cloud solutions architect, like there was no path to being a cloud solutions architect. Now there's certifications, there's a structured training. Mm-hmm. There's a way that you can actually build. And somebody who doesn't even have a, a technology background, uh, there's courses that you can just go into tech and be very good in tech and actually get trained, right? I see so many courses in that mm-hmm. picture and you're like, wow, I had no idea that, you know, you can do that, that transition so quick where it would have taken before several years. Now with the structured path, there is ways in the technologies to, to allow to do that. So what gets me really excited is that where the technology understanding, awareness, uh, all those mm-hmm. capabilities, but also enabling it and, and seeing how customers really utilizing it and, and benefiting from it and saying, this is really helpful. This is something I've been looking for. I understand it. And Good. these are the different places that I can really use this. That is, that is great to hear. And Jesse, anything to add to that? Uh, you know, it, we have the, um, the inaugural 
confidential computing event called the Confidential Computing Summit coming up in San Francisco at the end of this month. And uh, again, it's testament to how much the the um, market has evolved to the point where we mm-hmm. can support a, a whole summit just on that topic. And in there, I, I, I know that there's going to be lots of discussions about ways that confidential computing is, is evolving for the future, including mm-hmm. big impacts on like Web3, um, uh, blockchain, uh, distributed ledgers, areas like that. Oh, um, confidential containers are a huge area for cloud native development. Mm-hmm. So certainly there's a lot of that, you know, development coming and, and um, you know, the, the, the perspective that, you know, as as the future comes, confidential computing is is almost going to become ubiquitous. I mean, you, why wouldn't you use it? Um, you know, you can check the box and, and have it. So th- those are all exciting. But I, I know for me, as somebody who's been working in this space for a while and who has these technologies on our products today, what's also exciting is just that it's a now thing, right? It's something that can be used today. Mm-hmm. It's something that you can go to vendors and actually land your, your real life workload uh, on today. And I think that may be the most exciting thing. I am looking forward to what's coming in the future, but I think we've got a big chunk of that future here now. That's beautiful. Good. Well, I, I we're pretty much close to time. I did want to do just like a, a final wrap and say, you know, I, we've, tr- <clears throat> we've tried to, to cover this pretty well and just make sure there's good awareness uh, around confidential compute. Any final comments, anything that we missed that occurs to you now that you'd like to say before we, we go ahead and close? For me, Hopefully we've done a good job. But... Yeah, I know. Thank Please. you for inviting us. For me, it would be just if you have any question, reach out, reach out to mm-hmm. us. We are excited to help customers in this journey because it is real. It is doable. It is where it's helping customers. And we are looking forward to you know, driving that journey with the customers to enable that in their environments and seeing that this is really helping in their capabilities. So something as simple of not sure where to start, just reach out to us and we can get you started. Beautiful. You bet. That, said that it. is great. <laughs> hey, perfect. You guys did a wonderful job. Thank you for sharing all this information. I learned a ton, which I super appreciate. Um, and uh, thank you again for covering this, uh, this really important topic. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you for listening to Embracing Digital Transformation today. If you enjoyed our podcast, give it five stars on your favorite podcasting site or YouTube channel. You can find out more information about Embracing Digital Transformation at embracingdigital.org. Until next time, go out and do something wonderful.